Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You are listening to Foul Tips, your weekend podcast to catch you up on the week that was in the world of baseball. Let's do it. Foul Tips 12, the weekend edition of the 1420 Sports Podcast, the all-baseball edition of the podcast, September 11, 2021. On today's show, I'm going to discuss how the game of baseball helped people recover a little from the tragedies that happened 20 years ago to the day in uh, Manhattan and the Pentagon and in Pennsylvania. Touch on the uh, the Rick Award, which is always a, it's a it's a favorite of uh, the listeners of the fourteen twenty podcast. Do uh, today in baseball history, and um, I'll give out something else this week. Uh, the Nozzle of the Week Award. I got a two pack of uh, nozzles that uh, I just don't understand. But anyways, without any further ado, let's get into it. It's hard to believe it's been twenty years since the the tragedies that uh, stuck uh, Manhattan with the twin towers going down, the Pentagon, and the plane being down in Pennsylvania. But it's been 20 years. Uh, it's entrenched in his memory. I've been to the uh, World Trade Center site a couple of times. It's something I'll never forget. The, the people that uh, it's eerily quiet for such a busy part of uh, Manhattan. But uh, the stories that have been told while, while I was there, and it's uh, it's awful. It's an, it's an awful situation that gets revisited this time uh, every year, as it should be. And those people shouldn't be forgotten. But the way the game of baseball helped people cope with that, I can't be... Um, it can't be what sort of looking for. It can't be forgotten about what baseball did to help people uh, cope with the situation that was happening and the, the fear and everything else that was uh, ravaging through that country at the time and, and our country too and through, throughout the world because there were so many unknowns. But I feel baseball had such a, a thing. You start with the, the Mets and the Braves, their first game. Uh, it was 10 days after the tragedy that happened. You know, Queen's not too far from, uh, well, it's all relative, I guess, but not too far from the World Trade Center site. Um, yeah, it's uh, that game, Mets Braves. The Mike Piazza home run in the eighth inning. It, it seemed like that was it too soon to come back. You didn't know what the the, the lineups were, were going to be like, the security, what it was going to be like, the just everything happening in New York and everything else that was going on. Um, it was such a crazy time, but baseball did help bring that back. Um, from the minute the national anthem was sung. The players wearing uh, FDNY and NYPD hats and the whole bit. And it was uh, very fitting that the Mets won that game. There was a pitcher. I can't remember his name. No, it was Dave Martinez, actually. He was playing for the Braves at that time. He's now the manager of the Washington Nationals. And he said that uh, of all the games he played from Little League right on through his career and managed, he was on the MLB Network the other day, that that was one game that he was kind of hoping that that, uh, he'd lose. Uh, and the people in New York uh, brought them some normalcy and some joy back to their lives after so so much fear that was going on. Um, so, yeah, so he just said, yeah, that's one game that, that we didn't have to win that night. Like, they, they played their asses off and tried hard because that's what professional athletes do. They compete. But when it was all said and done, um, the right team won that game in fitting fashion with the, with the, with the Piazza home run. Uh, then you go to Sammy Sosa running out in the field with a, with an American flag in his hand. Like he used to just run out and the, the crowd at Wrigley would really get into that, but he had an American flag in his hand when he was going out for his uh, salute to the fans. 
and uh, America Strong, I guess it wasn't really a, a theme back then, but it was a thing. And then we hit a home run. Uh, the first base coach handed him an American flag, and he was when he was rounding the bases, he held the flag up and, and let everybody know that America was back in business and uh, they weren't uh, a country to be uh, screwed with. It was, um, I don't care what anybody says, uh, the 2001 World Series, which I've said multiple times on this podcast, um, one of my, it's my favorite World Series of all time, even though the Yankees lost that uh, that series. It was such a great time to be a, a baseball fan, uh, a Yankee fan, um, and the way America was coming back in droves. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to say that everybody wasn't a Yankee fan for that World Series. And and the, the way it turned out with the Yankees losing, and you, and you watch Joe Torre, Mr. T, sitting on the bench when it was over, just with a look of um, uh, despair, I guess, is, is one and that he kind of maybe felt he, he let America down or, or the city of New York down because they were such a – it was such a tough time and people were really gathering behind the Yankees and to, to help New York recover. Um, during during that, the 10 days where there wasn't baseball, the Yankees and the Mets, they made their way to the World Trade Center site just to give a, people a hand and a, um, a pat in the back and just something that they can maybe forget about things a little bit and, and try to remember the good times that, uh, I mean, it's never going to go away, obviously, what happened on 9-11. But the Yankees and the Mets, they went down um, just a little bit of moral support for the guys who were between the firefighters and the first responders and the, the cleanup crews and everything else that was going on down there. Um, seeing some heroes, um, I mean, the Rangers went down there as well, Mark Messier and some other Rangers, obviously. But for those guys to go down and give a little bit of support to the, those guys who worked tirelessly and endlessly uh, meant a lot. Yeah, one of my... A good moment of that World Series was um, Game Three. Uh, President George W. Bush. Yeah, you can say say what you want about the guy and what the things that led it after, afterwards. And going into Afghanistan, we're not it's not a political podcast, but yeah, the guy's a bit of a buffoon. But when he went out there to uh, throw the first pitch before Game Three, he was downstairs warming up apparently, and uh, Jeter walked by him and said, "Hey, you better throw it from the mound," uh, and because he was planning on throwing from in front of the mound, but Jeter said, uh, you better throw up in the mound and don't bounce it because these people, no matter who you are, they'll boo you. Uh, a little smile and a, and, a, and a nod as Jeter could. And uh, sure enough, Bush went out there, threw it from the pitcher's mound and uh, threw a strike, um, gave the thumbs up salute to the crowd at, at the old Yankee Stadium and everything was okay again. And then the, that game proceeded to be one of the greatest baseball games in uh, Yankee history. Um, maybe we'll play some clips on that a little bit later on. But um, yeah, just the way it all turned out, it, it's heartbreaking to this day that that happened. And if you, you see you, like how bad it, it must have been inside those buildings for people to, to plunge to their death, jumping out of a 100-story or an 80-story, whatever it was, they would rather do that than be inside the building knowing it was coming down in the heat or whatever. I, I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't, obviously wasn't there. But for people to knowingly take their lives uh, knowing they weren't getting out and it was a much better option to die jumping out of a building like that than face what was going, what was going to happen. You can only imagine how, how awful, awful it was. Um, yeah, it's, it's terrible. The conspiracy theories, whatever, whatever you want to believe uh, at the end of the day, we do know that two buildings came down in Manhattan and uh, how it happened. I don't want to hear, hear about it because today's a day not to, uh, to remember uh, or, or to, it's a day to remember what happened and not be a conspiracy person or anything else. The one thing that I can talk about that uh, I've said for during this whole pandemic and the elections and everything else, it's 
it's odd how the the whole country at one point, not all the people, obviously there was some racism thrown out towards Muslims in the United States and in Canada during that time. But in general, Americans were um, unified in what was going on and they were all um, they're all for America. And whether you're in a Democrat or Republican or liberal or whatever, conservative or whatever you want to call it, red or blue or who, who cares? They're all together as one. And the Yankees, I think, helped help with that. Baseball helped with that throughout. Um, yeah, the other sports did too. But I think baseball really, really solidified the, the nation a little bit and brought people together. Like I said, every, everybody's a Yankee fan for a couple of weeks during that World Series. And it's different how, you know, during, like I said, during the pandemic and and uh, the elections that have been going on, we got one going on down here, or up here in Canada now. And back, uh, it took a tragedy of 9-11 to bring people together. And everything else in the last 20 years had kind of gone away with the hatred that people have for each other's beliefs right now and each other. Um, it's, it's pretty sad that it took a tragedy like 9-11 to bring people together. And right now we're dealing with something uh, not as grand and as, as relevant, but the hatred that people have for other people's opinions right now, it's, it's astonishing how it's so, how we're so divided. Anyways, hopefully we can get back to, I uh, hope it doesn't take another tragedy to bring people together again, because uh, we don't need that. We've got enough, uh, enough heartache and everything else in the last couple of, uh, a couple of years, but baseball can really do that for people. Anyways, um, this week, uh, we, we, or last week, we talked about the Jeter. We had my top five Jeter uh, moments uh, in, in the, that I thought were his top five. Uh, his Hall of Fame speech was nothing less than uh, outstanding, talking about his dad playing softball. He talked about uh, Reggie Jackson, but kind of uh, bugged on him a little, how Reggie used to to pick on him a little bit when they were, when, when Jeter was playing, said he wasn't in the hall of fame. So his opinion didn't really matter. And then Jeter said, well, look who's in the hall of fame now. So now he's got to listen to him. So it's a great, great speech all around. I haven't listened to Larry Walker's yet. going to give that a shot later on today or maybe tomorrow, but uh, Oh yeah. One thing that people don't, don't know, or you may know uh, if you watch that George W. Bush coming out in the field um, to the, uh, to throw out the first pitch, there was a seventh umpire on the field. Uh, normally there's only six in the playoffs. You got the four, the four regular umpires and the two on the lines. There was a seventh umpire dressed in that in umpire's uniform, and uh, that, that was a Secret Service agent, uh, so bodyguard, I guess per se, of George W. Bush when he was going out there. I don't know what he could have done with, with a sniper in the crowd or whatever, but uh, there was a Secret Service guy dressed as an umpire. So that was kind of a neat little little story. But uh, yeah, 9/11. Don't forget it. It's uh, part of Americana. It's part of our history. We we, 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 uh, we talk about it this time every year. And hopefully uh, we keep talking about it. It's a devastating thing to happen in Manhattan. It's going to be a uh, heck of a final three weeks of the baseball season. Uh, you got uh, 21 games left, 24 for some teams, right in the, right in the middle there. But uh, 20 games left in the American League wildcard spot. There's five teams within uh, one game of each other. You got uh, the Yankees in the second wildcard spot, a half game up on Toronto. Toronto really... They needed that game against Baltimore yesterday. The Yankees continue their free fall against the Mets last night in a, in a gross display of baseball. Gary Sanchez is terrible. Uh, I don't know. The, the losers of seven in a row. Boston lost one. They're five and five in their last ten. Toronto's the hottest team in base, one of the one of the hottest teams in baseball. Uh, eight and two uh, in their last ten. Then you got Oakland and Seattle. So all those teams are right there for those two wild card spots. So it should be an interesting final. Final three weeks of the season, like I said, uh, three weeks from now, uh, you will be thinking about the wild card game, who's going to be playing. A uh, friend of mine, Brad Dersh, he was uh, 
on his way to his uh, son's hockey tournament this morning. He was listening to uh, one of the episodes from a few weeks back. I think it was the hundredth, uh, the hundredth episode, and we were talking. <laughs> me and Dave were talking about the uh, the Yankees. Uh, we're firmly entrenched in, in their wild card spot and the, and the Jays. We, 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 we wrote them off three weeks ago, whatever it was, maybe four weeks ago. And um, it couldn't be further from the truth right now with what's going on in the world of baseball. Uh, funny game. That's why you got to play the games. You can't, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, you can't win the world season in April, but you can, you can sure lose it. And the same thing goes for September. If you, if you don't play well down, down the stretch and do you peak too soon? Uh, the Yankees peaked a week ago. They were uh, two weeks ago. Sorry. They went 13 in a row. And they've been awful ever since, 2-12 and 12 in the last 14, I believe. Uh, so it's not what you want, as, as Joe Girardi says, but it, uh, it's going to be a great a great ending to the season. I I don't think the Yankees got it. There's, I don't think it's a boom thing. I think roster construction terrible. Toronto's got the best pitching staff going right now. Uh, you can't count them out in Boston. Sales on the COVID list, so that's going to uh, play a factor in the, the, upcoming, the upcoming weeks. But you don't know what's going to happen. Yesterday um, was home for the day, uh, days off from uh, 10 and 4 shifts. So days off started for me yesterday, having a few beers, watching the Cubs, Giants game. The Giants went uh, back to with Chris Bryant with the Giants now. Bryant going back to Wrigley for the first time since being traded at the deadline. Uh, of course, everybody knows Chris Bryant. Um, seems like a good guy. He's the guy who uh, got the ground ball at third base against the Cleveland Indians in the 2016 World Series. Um Slipped a little bit when he released the ball, but threw it. Rizzo got it. The rest is history. The Cubs won the World Series. And um, it was a touching moment. The crowd gave him a standing ovation. He came on the field. Uh, there was an introduction and everything, all that stuff. And uh, he was tearing up, and it kind of made me uh, tear up a little bit and well up, I guess, because that's what you like about the game of baseball. It's guys like that. And the uh, like I've said before, uh, you win a World Series in some of those places. They name streets and schools after you. And Bryant will probably be one of those guys where he'll he'll get something named after him. And all those Cubs will for any 108 years of futility or whatever it was. So it was nice to see that that, that in the game of baseball. And you know these, these guys they make more money than anyone can ever imagine. And to be uh, caught up in the moment like like uh, Bryant was yesterday, and and the fans love him and he loves the fans. And it was it was a nice moment for baseball and for sport. And it, you do realize that these guys are humans too. And they they have feelings, and it's not just about money. And they uh, their hearts go out to the fans as well. So it was, it was a nice thing to see. There, there's no doubt about that. Go to the other side of the of the equation here, and uh, there's some guys who just don't get it. And one of them for me, and I I used to like this guy, and I don't know what it is this year. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Deanne. She, she has always disliked uh, Luke Voigt, uh, first baseman sometimes, DH sometimes, but all around nozzle, it seems lately. Um, why a guy in a 6-2 game, it's a non-consequential home run on, I think it was Wednesday night or Thursday, it doesn't matter, the Yankees and the Jays, um, comes into, the, into the, the dugout afterwards, grabs two water bottles, smashes them together like he's Stone Cold Steve Austin, chugs him, pours him all over his face. Um, that that crap would have happened in the Jeter years or in the Mattingly years or whatever. If your team's struggling like, like the Yankees are, it, it's kind of disappointing that a guy would be a, such a me-me guy that, yeah, he wants a contract. Yeah, I want to play more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when it comes down to being a team guy, you're getting your asses handed to you on a regular basis lately. You're doing that kind of crap. Yeah, be excited, smile a little bit. But you know what? You're losing the freaking game. Don't be doing that. That's, just, that's such a me now. I'm not get off. I'm not being a get off my lawn kind of a guy. I can, an old old 
baseball and everything else. But to me, that was a nozzle move doing that and going in front of the camera like that and look at like a look at me, look at me moment. Screw you, pal. Voight, you can go away. Go away. We got Rizzo now. Just take off. Yeah, you hit a bunch of home runs last year in a nothing season. Way to go. You led the league a 60 game season. You led the league in home runs. You're terrible. And you and your headband, Voight, just go away. I'm done with that guy. Watch me hit a home run in, in September and get, get the Yankees in the playoffs. I'll be loving him. But I'm not a I'm not a, a, a Voight guy at all right now. He's just such a me, me guy. And it's just that that that, that, that of him crushing the water bottles because that really turned me off the other night. I thought that was very in very poor taste. Another guy that should probably go away, uh, manager Brandon Hyde from the 46 and 94th. Hear what I just said. 46 and 94 Baltimore Orioles chirping off to the Yankees pitcher uh, or not the Yankees pitcher, the Blue Jays pitcher the other night. Um, mic'd up. It wasn't mic'd up. It's because nobody at Camden Yards. He's, he's spouting off and swearing at the Yankees, at the Blue Jays pitcher. Poor, poor taste, man. You're 46 and 94. Yeah, I get it. You're competing, but don't be spouting off, especially when you know that the camera's there and everything else. Although, you know, Talked about on one of the very first podcasts a year ago how we would pay for those kind of moments that the, the mic'd up sports and how pay per view would be a great idea. But pick your spots, man. You're 46 and 94, Brandon Hyde. Are you, are you trying to look like an idiot? Because mission mission accomplished. You look stupid uh, by doing that, and it doesn't make any sense that you, you're you're popping off. I know you're not supposed to give up on the season. You got to play every game like it's your last and all that stuff. But pick your spots, dude. You're 46 and 94. Anyways, foul tips. The 1420 podcast uh, weekend edition to all baseball edition. We uh, appreciate everybody's support. We're everywhere we get your podcasts Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and on and on the list goes. So uh, make sure you guys are listening. Follow, subscribe, uh, give us a rating on, on Apple. So it allows us to, to get on Apple and we go up the rating system so more, more people can find us. It's a lot easier for, for that to happen if you guys put some ratings and everything else on the show. Um, we're not a five star by any means, but we're not we're not a one either. So somewhere in between would be nice to get a few a few more listeners and subscribers. Talk to people about the show. We're uh, we're putting some, some new content out weekly, uh, probably a little more than Jim wants because he's uh, busy in school. But uh, he's doing he's our sound guy and he adds the music to it. It's, it's all it's all written by him and he plays all the plays all the guitar riffs on everything else. So thank you very much, Jim, for everything you're doing for us, help, helping us sound good on Foul Tips and the fourteen twenty Sports Podcast. Today in baseball history, we'll talk about one of the most controversial uh, men in baseball history, sports history for that matter. And if you ever want to have a, a heated conversation, maybe we'll do that on an upcoming uh, round of foul tips. Uh, get three or four guys sitting around having some beers and just talk about the uh, Pete Rose Hall of Fame discussion. So anyways, uh, today in baseball history in my lifetime, um, at Riverfront Stadium in front of 4,000, 47,237 hometown fans, Reds player Pete Rose collects his 4,192nd career hit to pass Ty Cobb, who had his last at-bat 57 years prior to that date, to become the all-time Major League hit li- hits leader. Padres right-hander Eric Scholl gives up the historic hit, a first-inning single to left field in Cincinnati's eventual 2-0 victory over San Diego. I, re- I actually remember that, 85. I was watching that game. Um, Pete Rose, was a, he's an all-time great player. Uh, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Probably not for what he did. That's my opinion for betting on baseball. 
Um, it's a definite no-no. We talked with, uh, ad nauseum on this show uh, a number of times, but maybe, we'll, like I said, we'll get a, uh, a group of guys together and we'll get uh, their thoughts on the Pete Rose situation because uh, it's it's either a yes guy, no guy on that one. It's There's really no in-between. I don't think he should be. But anyways, on this date in baseball history, Pete Rose passed Ty Cobb with his 4,192nd career hit to pass him for the to be, become the all-time hits leader. Um, you can't just... just you can't dispute the uh, how good Rose was on the field, but his off-field antics to this day are less than favorable. But anyways, that's this week or today in baseball history, 1985. Okay, this week's Rick Award nominees for uh, the, all things Rick, the smoothest, slickest baseball player in the history of the game. Uh, no one could do it like Rick, and no one could tell you about doing it like Rick more than Rick could, but the Ricky Henderson Award, it's uh, given out on the uh, Foul Tips base Baseball Edition. We talked about it a little bit during the uh, 1420 podcast. Um, lots going on in the world of baseball, but there was two things that happened uh, this week that caught my eye, that other than uh, stupid Voight. Man, I can't stand that guy. Anyways, uh, two cool things that happened this week. So two, uh, or there's more than two, but two that really caught my eye was Lorenzo Cain, uh, hit a home run for the Milwaukee Brewers, did a Rick-like um, bat flip, I guess, more of a smooth, like just slick, the way he, he just twirled out of his hand like Rick used to do. So Lorenzo Cain, Milwaukee Brewers, with a uh, Ricky-like bat flip for the nominee number one. Nominee number two, we got Seth Beer, uh, first career at bat, first career hit, and first career homer. Seth Beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. So uh, congratulations to him. And who knows how long these careers last. Some guys get their, their one shot at glory in September, get called up and everything else. So yeah, not only did you have a big night last, last night with your first career home run, the second day in the big leagues, you get nominated for the, the Rick Award, the all-prestigious Rick Award. So um, congratulations to Seth Beer on your first home run and your, your Rick Award nomination and to Lorenzo Kane for that ever so smooth Rick like bat flip uh, one guy who won't be winning a Rick award anytime soon, or I think pitching anytime soon. Um, Trevor Bauer is one of my first foul tips. So I think we discussed the Trevor Bauer situation um, hasn't gone to court for these. It was a restraining order thing, but uh, the Lorenzo Kane or not Lorenzo Kane, Trevor Bauer situation. The Dodgers said, thanks, but no thanks. He won't be pitching again this season. Um, and I don't think he'll be pitching anytime soon. For a, person, for a team to be picking up on a guy like that, uh, you're playing with fire, and it's a, it's a fire you don't want to play with for sure. So anyways, foul tips, the Weekend Edition 1420 podcast. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, listen to the show, talk to people about the show, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere else. So uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday night. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.